Welcome back to the Introvert City Podcast, where we discuss culture, media, and faith through the perspective of an introvert complex mind. <laughs> I am Seth Frankie. And I'm Karina Bruno. And we said our last names. Yeah, is that <laughs> That was bad? weird. I don't know why I said that. Man, so we have now officially gotten into our two-week break mm-hmm. in between, or week break, I guess, in between each episode. Yeah. Now going to bi-weekly, like the payments... Anybody get paid bi-weekly out there? <laughs> yeah, it feels it feels good because both of us were really suffering from like, we have to plan, we have to know, we have to have every talking point written out. And it was just getting a lot yeah. with both of us being in school. But also it is a little bit discouraging because we were trying to really grind to try to build a following. But at the end of the day, we realized that Resting is more important. Amen. And hopefully we are still able to build our following more steadily and still slowly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And that actually brings us to our topic of today. Wow, which, what a great uh, transition. has to do with that very same thing of rest. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into this, what is your opinion What what or what is your definition of burnout? I feel burnout all the time Mm. like i am someone who is very task oriented Mm. and someone who can't find time to breathe because i just want to know whatever's next whatever is next what like i i feel guilty for hanging out with friends and doing nothing i feel guilty for watching movies and and taking personal time Mm -hmm. um so i would say so honestly (laughs) i might be constantly living in burnout but <laughs> That's I, not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I really feel it when it's like very constant and I feel like my creative energy isn't there and I feel like I'm not able to worship or recognize God in the small moments because I literally just feel so physically, spiritually, mentally exhausted and my plate is piled way too high. That's tough. Uh, personally, I can agree with that. I am also a very much... Uh, work ethic grinder as it goes on um i personally don't really i'm a type of guy who it's like i just get up and i do what i gotta do you know whether that's a five-hour day or a 12-hour day or a 10-hour day uh, she and i are very similar in that regard um as burnout is defined on google here burnout is a state of exhaustion caused by prolonged or repeated stress that affects one physical emotional and mental well-being Ultimately, burnout. Now, let's let's be honest. Burnout is not necessarily a you know unknown thing. A lot of people talk about burnout nowadays. I think because people are starting to understand the actual effects of grind culture mm-hmm. um, and extremely hard work ethic with no rest, um, especially in today's society. And we've we've kind of grown into a place where people really like you know side hustles, having their own passive income that actually is not so passive, Um, (laughs) working hard, working super hard weeks to get that bread, you know, because people are like, you know, I may not be the smartest, I may not be this, but if I can work hard, get things done, get things done on time, do a bunch in a small amount of time while I'm young, I'll be good for life. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of people figure out soon that doesn't really work, at least not for everyone. Uh, And burnout and exhaustion and being tired are very big problems you will run into quick enough if you do not decide to take those little itty bits of rest. Because, guys, 
Resting is important. But we'll get on that again later. Anything you want to say? Yeah, I have been talking with a lot of people lately and realizing that rest is actually productive and that is helpful for people like me who thrive off of being productive and are super task oriented. When you realize that rest actually helps you to complete your tasks, you feel a lot more motivated to actually rest. So I just wanted yeah. to, to add that in there real quick after to add on to what you said. But yeah, I specifically wanted to talk about burnout as a creative individual because you and I are both introverts and we are creative, creative in our individuals. <laughs> creative in our personal life and um, we do a lot of individual projects for school outside of school for personal uses and Yurt. man I just feel like when you have to when you're like told to be creative all the time it honestly makes you feel less creative yeah and yeah. burnout and creativity have such an indirect relationship. Like when one increases, the other decreases. And it's just so frustrating because you and I both want to make careers off of our creative tendencies. And yes. people do. And I feel like people don't talk about the absolutely vigorous process of like of building that career for yourself. Yeah. And putting out artwork and putting out like snippets of your life when in the beginning when nobody's super receptive to it and you have to keep putting yourself out there. Like it's yeah. exhausting. Yeah. You and have can, to create art after not feeling so creative. Yeah. It's awful. Mm. And it can be especially, uh, it can be especially um, exhausting and discouraging too. You feel almost as if like all the work that you're doing is for no reason. Yes. Yeah. I totally feel that like, mm. Oh man, even I'm getting a little vulnerable here, but we have been doing this podcast for almost a year now. It'll be a year in a couple mm. of weeks. And I think we came into it having been inspired by a lot of other podcasts who blew up really fast. And yeah. we, at least in my mind, I, I, I'm super like futuristic and I, I plan these fantasies and I was like, you know, I don't, we don't have as many downloads as I really wanted. But honestly, that is completely disregarding all of the people who have messaged us and been like, hey, this episode really impacted me. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Me focusing on like, oh, we're not this big yet is me like disregarding those messages. Hmm. And so when you feel burnt out, your mind almost doesn't allow you to empathize with all of the things that you actually have done. And you lose sight of all of the small progresses that you make because you are so focused on what hasn't been done. So that's something yeah. I struggle with every day. Oh man, especially on the creative side, trying to not repeat. Because there are some jobs where it is okay to do repetition and do what has been done because it works. Mm -hmm. Whereas as people who want to be creative and want to be known in the creative field, you kind of have to think outside of the box, outside of the box that's already been thought outside of the box. <laughs> No. no, you're right. Um, especially if you're trying to work in like the graphic design world, um, mm -hmm. it is it can be really really hard to stand out amongst the crowds because so much has been done, mm -hmm. and I think our society also calls for burnout almost because we live in a society that is so oversaturated, and we've talked about this uh, in our first season, I think episode two or three, we talked about the issues with oversaturation and yeah. overconsumption in the media. 
But with so much media, so many social media sites, so much of this, uh, so much going on, and so many forms of logos and colors and all this type of music and everything, it can be really hard to be a graphic designer, to be a musician, to be an artist, to honestly be anyone in a creative field that has done something that has not been done. And doing that is hard. Downright almost impossible at times. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know if you feel this way too, Seth, but I just feel like I have so many ideas every single day as a as an individual who who really loves art and looking at other people's careers that they've built for themselves and I get super inspired and I'm like, Oh, if I just do this, I'll like get a thousand followers tomorrow. If I just do this, I'll be complete. And first yeah. of all, doing that is disregarding God's sufficiency for us. Amen. And second of all, like, like I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but it just creates these unrealistic standards, and we yeah. lose sight of what has already been done and all the positives. Yeah, and that's an important thing to mention. Standards, especially in our society today, um, there are so many big standards for people in the creative arts. Because if you are not famous, if you are not super, super well-known, it can be really hard to be seen as a real artist, yeah. as a real designer, as a real creative head. Because there are so – most creatives are known for their creativity, have some type of platform, you know, or at least a lot of them do. But actually, a lot of them also don't. Mm -hmm. A lot of them never make it that far. But have successful lives in their own right, in their own way. And as people, as followers of Christ as well, we're already validated through the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. every single day. Praise the Lord. <laughs> people also really, really, really want to be that next person. And you'll find that anywhere, especially nowadays on TikTok. People really want to be the new big thing, the new big designer, the new big artist, the new big animator, the new big um, meme channel, the new yeah. big, uh, you know, and, and, and honestly... Now this type of stuff is becoming art, you know, like memes and jokes and funny videos and these crazy, like, nonsensical videos of people doing really random <laughs> yeah, stuff. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, They're but making it is, careers off of it. But it is art because there is a structure to it. And there are people who do it really, really well. Um, and people nowadays are even stressing about memes. Stressing about <laughs> memes. They, you're so right, yeah. And people want to have the next big thing. We are burning out on so many things. Mm. It is insane to keep up with it, mm -hmm. especially in an ever-changing world that we live in right now. Mm -hmm. And like, even from a standpoint of not just as a creator, like as a... <laughs> as a creator. A, as a consumer, <laughs> I feel burnt out. I feel like nothing is exciting anymore, and it's sad. Yeah. It's really sad that we've gotten to the point. I don't know how many times we've talked about this on our podcast. Like, I'm, I'm very passionate about it. I know you are too. But the fact that, like, short-term, short-term, what, oh my gosh, what's the proper terminology? Short-form. <laughs> short-form content is everywhere. It's on every single yeah. platform. It's absolutely taken over the social media realm. Yeah. And we don't have attention spans anymore. We do not. It's, like, really sad to me because I have loved reading my whole life. And there are like very specific books on my shelf that I'm picturing right now that I have been wanting to read for years. And I tried to pick them up and I like couldn't comprehend it. And I was like, what has happened to my brain? So this past fall, I actually got back into reading. But I had to start with like 
a lower reading level. It was very embarrassing. Like I had to start with a book that I probably would have read in like early high school. It was like some romance, like not very deep situation. Mm. And I finished it and I was proud of myself. But I, (laughs) thank you. I had to start there again. I was like starting over and retraining my brain Mm. to be patient. As a consumer, I feel burnt out from all of the short form content going out. I feel burnt out from everybody trying to put out their content at once. And that is something that actually affects you as a creator as well because everyone is putting out so much content all the time. You're in constant competition with everybody and you feel like you're never good enough because someone always has better content out out there. Mm. So I know I just said a lot, but all of that is stuff that goes through my head and it's it's very hard. Do you agree with what I said about like having feeling burnout as a consumer? Yes, there is so much content Um, and there's a lot of comparison in content as well. A lot of comparison to us in our own lives, wanting to be that next big person and trying literally everything, being easily influenced as well, um, like with TikTok shops and all this uh, Shopify, AliExpress. Oh my gosh! Crap! Oops. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, I think, as people, always want to have more, be more, have more things, um, and of course, as we're told. You know, we come into this world with nothing and we'll leave it with nothing. Anybody else been reading Ecclesiastes? Ecclesiastes <laughs> over the past. Ecclesiastes. It was, it was good until you mispronounced Ecclesiastes, it. Ecclesiastes, my favorite book of the Bible. Uh, anyone been reading Ecclesiastes? Uh, we have with a group of friends of ours, uh, we've been reading Ecclesiastes lately. And a lot of it has to do, of course, with Vanity and the Vanities. It's, some people call it a nihilist book in the Bible. Yeah. Uh But ultimately, it does have a good message because we get to feel this idea that we are almost like animals in this culture, this culture of consuming media. We want more and more and more and we'll do anything to get what we want. And we're not consuming meat. We're consuming media. We're consuming all of this this digital content, all of these TikTok dances, all of these TikTok sounds, all of these Instagram reels, all of this jazz. And we want more. It's like people who get the latest iPhone every single year. Mm-hmm. You know, the iPhone 13 was cool when I had it, but now I got to have the iPhone 14. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It, it makes me so concerned for the youth of America, <laughs> the youth of the world, <laughs> and feeling like, okay, so the, the generation below us is... Gen Alpha. Yeah. In case you guys couldn't tell that we're Gen Z. <laughs> we look super millennial. Do you think we look millennial? I don't think we look millennial at all. I don't know. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. The next generation, it's like they are coming into the world having all of this content thrown at them. For real? They're getting phones at five years old. I'm not even exaggerating. iPad kids. Yeah. I mean, no. I Honestly, iPad kids are like they don't have iPads anymore. They have like iPhone 14s. We iPhone had 14s. We had iPads, you know, when we were kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, this next generation is like literally having Bitcoin better, kids, <laughs> better crypto kids, better technology than we do. Yeah, and kids are hearing everything now too. All their political opinions come from the oh Fresh gosh. and Fit podcast. Everybody's uh, favorite gaming um, opinions comes from 
Corey Kenshin and all these other guys. I love Corey Kenshin. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, no hate. <laughs> no hate to everyone, but um, or everyone's really, really left-leaning opinions are coming from Destiny. Everyone's really, really right-leaning opinions are coming from, you know, Sneeko. We are in a time period where literally nobody is thinking for themselves. Yeah. And that makes us sound super, like, stereotypical. Oh, you guys are making a podcast about thinking for yourself. <laughs> but it really, really... No one is thinking for themselves. And I'm really grateful that I got to go through the awkward period of like not really knowing what I believe and not really knowing how to dress and all of these things because kids are skipping that. And I don't know. I think they're going to end up having that period a lot later in life. Yeah. When they're like in their 20s, they're going to be like, what did I do my for my teenage years? Yeah. yeah. I was bombarded with content and I never took a break. And my attention span is is like this. So I don't know. But wrapping it back to um, burnout and feeling Mm. that burnout, it's just so hard because as a creator, like you don't want to contribute to the overconsumption. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, you have to put content out to keep your business going. Yeah. And you don't know. You don't don't know what will happen. Yeah. You don't know what will happen and you don't have the choice. You know, there are so many times of creators, big time creators of really cool concepts who just create stuff and people love it and then... Of course, the copycats, the influenced come in, and now it's just a meme. A big one of that recently was um, with, and everyone knows that I love analog horror, was analog horror. Um, I used to really love analog horror a lot. Korean and I used to watch it all the time. Uh, you know, the Mandela Catalog, Gemini Home Entertainment, The Walton Files. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love. You made me watch those <laughs> against my will. Actually, your other friend. I don't know if I should say names. No, Honest. Chloe. Chloe, <laughs> Chloe had you watch the Walton Files. But anyway. Against um, my will. It's I, good. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> Those are good, though. Those are good. <laughs> but the point is that, you know, a lot of these came out, Local 58. A lot of these came out, and they were really cool. And then in the past two years, people have just copied them and copied them and copied them to where it's like now people make fun of the big smile face, you know, in uh, most analog horrors. Most people don't even think analog horror is scary anymore because it's so easy to make us people. And that in and of itself is just one example of a much bigger problem, that it is very hard to come out with something that you really enjoy, that you want to become popular, but at the same time, it's really hard to keep it popular. Because now it's like, you know, every other video uses that whole, if you see another person, run away and hide. And then it's like the scary... TikTok videos and like now they're all the same yep there's n- nothing is scary anymore in that realm and that kind of sucks yeah and you know what I feel really bad for like pop artists who release a hit and it's a good song and then it gets like overused and overplayed yeah. and everyone's over it in a week yeah and they had their their week of success and then they flatline and like nothing else comes out of it yeah yeah I feel bad and like and then we're out here talking about how all these pop songs are so bad and Oh, they're so annoying. But in reality, it's like... We made them popular. We made them popular. We <laughs> overused them. And now we're tired of them. Yeah. And we don't know how yeah. to commit to anything. And we just move on <laughs> to the next thing. But combating that, which is what I wanted to talk about, is like near impossible. Because like I said, as a creator, you are basically contributing to the cycle of overconsumption by putting content out. Yeah. But let's move past the kind of influencer realm. Because there are a lot of creative people who aren't influencers or who don't desire to like make their own content a lot of creative individuals simply get burnt out 
because they're doing too much or they're being forced to use their creativity in ways that they don't necessarily want to, whether that's too much schoolwork or too much, I don't know, yeah. whatever. But what would you say is your is your personal best method of combating burnout? Well, real quickly, let's just go into the word for a second. Use a little bit of the word here. Um, in Matthew eleven twenty eight, it says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. So good. Yes. Now, when we look at rest as people, I think we tend to look at rest as like sleep, you know, going on a vacation, um, sitting down and doing nothing. But in reality, rest is much deeper than that, you know. Um, I remember from our, our group at church, there was one guy who uh, he would talk about, he's like, yeah, I'm resting when there's a chainsaw in my hand and an axe and I'm cutting down a tree. You know, that was his vo- form of rest. Now, for a lot of people, resting can be doing just doing whatever it is that sets you out of the world. I think one of the most important things for rest is to open yourself up to your own personal hobbies regularly. Mm-hmm. So say you like to play piano, right? Or I like to play piano, right? So one of the biggest things I do when I feel I need to rest, I just take like 30 minutes and I go on my piano or I write lyrics or I listen to hip hop music or I listen to gospel music. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas for other people like you, dang, that sounded mean. Yeah, for that kind of does sound mean. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> for people like you though, you know, not that it's a bad thing, you might go and read or journal or you may just take a walk in nature. You may watch an apologetist, an apologetist, <laughs> an apologetic uh, YouTube video. Well, I don't know that I'm watching something super informative when I need rest. No, but you but. like to do that stuff for fun. Yeah. And that's something that can help you kind of get away from your responsibilities, stuff that's really pressing. And you watch that instead of be like, this is fun. This is enjoyable. Those, I think, are forms of rest. Mm-hmm. And I think the best thing for me when it comes to rest is to remind myself of the things that I am good at. And the talents I do have. Because I think a lot of the reason why we get burnout is because we feel like we're not good enough. Because we feel like we have to do so much more to be just as good as Johnny down the street. When in reality, Johnny down the street has the same problem as you. (laughs) And I think rest should be for us to rekindle that love we have for ourselves. Because not all love for yourself is bad. People in this society some nowadays t- seem to think that, oh, if you love yourself, it means a bad thing. You know, if you have selfish moments, that is bad. But that's not always true. In fact, it's very important to take time to remind yourself of, you know, why people like you, why you're an enjoyable person to be around, why you're worth it. The good things that God designed about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I Sometimes it's hard when you feel creatively burnt out to do more creative things. So like I agree to definitely like sit in front of your your instrument if that's your thing or to to do whatever um, fits for you. But if it feels like, oh, I can't be creative right now because I'm so creatively burnt out, something that has really helped me has been doing these brain dumps where I get a journal or a piece of paper and I literally write down every single thought that comes to my head for like five minutes. It helps me feel so free. It helps me feel like, okay, this these are the reasons I feel burnt out. These are my emotions right now. And it, I feel like I'm able to connect in a way that is I wouldn't have been able to if I didn't have all my thoughts written down on paper. So, yeah, that's something that helps me combat 
burnout for sure. We are loved as well. You know, we have that validation in our hearts already. We are already loved. We do not need to push ourselves to a place where we literally feel like we might fall asleep on our drive home from work Mm -hmm. to the next job. Um, It says in Ephesians, or it says in Psalms 139.14, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. I believe that when we look at these verses, it's not just to be like, that's pretty nice. You know, it's more (laughs) to be like, at the end of the day, we are sinners and God made us. God gave us a little helper to stay behind too, the Holy Spirit. God put himself in us. We are of God. We are pieces of God, of course. You know, we're not going to get into the whole like, oh, we're actual gods, but that's not. (laughs) But um, we are like, you know, we are his children. At the end of the day, he, he made us and he loves us and he wants us to enjoy the good things in life. God would not just make us for us to just work to death, doing things that just make us feel like life is awful. Because what type of life is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think noticing the little things, noticing God in the ordinary moments is helpful and, and, and is restful. And I'm going to circle back to what I said in the beginning Resting will help you be productive. Mm. So if you don't take time to rest during the week, you're going to get burnt out so much quicker and easier. And I know it's so easy to say, oh, just rest, just rest. Sometimes it's, it's, not, it's not about just getting extra sleep. You know, it's taking 10 minutes out of your day to turn your radio off and look out your window. Yeah. And relax. It's mm-hmm. taking 10 minutes out of your day to read a physical book. It's, it starts with that. And then from there, you can kind of figure out what works for you and what doesn't. And of course, there's no one-size-fits-all answer for this. I mean... Yeah. Burnout is just something we're always going to feel, especially in this generation. But I think it's helpful to talk about different methods and, and to talk about the importance of rest in combating burnout. So, mm-hmm. Well, you know, guys, um, I think we had a really good conversation today. Ultimately, you know, there's nothing wrong with grinding a little bit, getting a bit of good work ethic in. You know what they say, closed mouths don't get fed. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we need to understand that grind culture is not our entire life mm-hmm. and that we are missing things and missing progression in our life even and even possibly some regressions that are coming with our grinding that might be taking us back but we don't know because we're not resting we're not taking the time to just kind of stop the music and say what's going on mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i agree yeah thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode <laughs> we appreciate you and um since we are now doing bi-weekly episodes we will you drank that right into the mic I tried to back up and drink my water back here. You're so annoying. Okay, guys. So we'll be back in two weeks. And in the meantime, um, keep sharing and streaming season two. And I'm going to go throw Seth's water bottle out of the studio. Yeah. We love you, homebodies. We love you, homebodies. Goodbye. Bye.